You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Now that we are aware of the presence of God, of the beautiful things, the wonderful things that happen in his presence, now that we've been invited, now that we've been called his very own, now that we've been brought into the inner circle, now that we've been assured that God loves us, that all the things that we are going through, they are not against us, but all things are rather doing what? Working together for our good. Now that we know these things, what then do we do? What should we do? Now that we know, contrary to Jacob, you know, when they brought the news of Joseph presumed death, Jacob cried out and said, all things are against me. Little did he know that it was the turn of events for his life. Today, we now know that all things are not what? Against us. But all things are what? Working for our good. The Bible makes us understand. It says, all things are yours. Everything. Angels are yours. Principle. Everything God has created is ours. Praise the Lord. Now, if all this is true, then what do we do with it? What do we do with it? What do we do with this privilege? What do, do we do with this honor? What do we do with this marvelous thing that we found out? What do we do? Praise the Lord. And that's what we want to begin to look at. Okay, so in Mark 3, um, I remember we looked at Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, we can start from there uh, this morning. Mark 3, 13, it says, And Jesus, and he went up on the mountain and called to him, those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. And these were the people he called. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, the son of Zebedee. And John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanegis, that is sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him, and they went into a house. Praise the Lord. We see here our Lord Jesus beginning to do something. And what we had learned the other time was that the primary assignment or the primary work God wants to achieve in your life and in my life, which is as a result of the destabilization of the fall. Because when Adam and Eve fell, they were driven, they lost the presence of God. And we began to see that Jesus' coming is to restore to us what? The presence of God. Now, this is what is happening here. Our Lord Jesus had now come, and the Bible tells us from John 1, 11, 12, he said he came to his own, and his own, what, did not receive him. But as many as, what, did receive him, to them he, what, gave the power or the right to parade themselves. You see, when I say that, I want you to get the way it is, to parade themselves, to operate, to present themselves in any and every situation, saying that what? That they are sons and daughters of the most high God. Praise the Lord. So why is he empowering them like that? That's what we're beginning to see here. He says he called to him those who he himself wanted. And look at the next line. He says, and they came to him. The truth is, is not everybody that he calls responds. But I think you have responded. Any responder here? Any responder? Praise the Lord. And we have what? Come to him. And then he appointed us. Now here we are told it is 12. But we also know further in John where we are told, you have not chosen me, but I have what? Chosen you and ordained you to do what? Go and bear fruit. So he went on and says that these ones might be with him. Might be with him. 
very important might be with him which is what we have been learning and it's the most important aspect because this being with him is an eternal state it's not something that you come in and go it's a place of security a place of safety a place where everything that you ever desired is there the bible says in his presence is fullness of what joy and at his right hand pleasures abound forevermore so this is our goal this is our target and we are here however the scripture did not stop there it says that they might be with him and that what will happen that he might send them out to preach that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons now that we have found God or God has found us or we have been found in his presence what are we going to do the Bible is telling us here that he said I will send you out when I'm sure you know me when you have come into this place of relationship with me when we have become connected when we have become one then what am I going to do I'm going to send you our Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us says as the Father has sent me, what am I doing? So also what? Send I you. And we know that Jesus and the Father is one. So we find something here that God has a way of sending only those that are one with him. So when you and I become Christians, the first assignment, the first work the Spirit of God works in us is to bring us into oneness with him. To bring us into an understanding, into a place of unity, into a place of similitude. Okay? Now, everyone, let me make this clear. I hope this will help us. Everyone who is born again uh, has been given the right to become what? A son of God, a daughter of God, a child of God. Praise God. But relationship does not always imply fellowship. Am I right? I pray there is no one here, but some of us here have brothers sisters relatives some may even have spouses who will not answer their calls so on paper and by every means if the dna were done these are your word flesh and blood praise the lord that defines the relationship but now the fellowship is different are you with me it varies in different situations now we are learning here that god is saying after this relationship i want to bring you into a place of fellowship where you become one so that when they see you they know the relationship praise the lord when they see you oftentimes you know people in the city okay and you know the people and you just know them and you know them and then one day you see someone and they say this is my brother or this is my sister maybe the person is coming from the hinterlands of a cross river or from the hinterlands of biosa and you're wondering how can this cute sharp you know city girl babe have a sister that is looking like this there was there had always been a relationship but they were dwelling in different environments the plan of god is that after the relationship is established what will happen he will bring you to dwell in his presence so that when they see you they will say like they said of the apostles these ones are different praise the lord these ones are different. And then they will know that you have been with the one in whom you have a relationship. Praise God. So it is a relationship and then a fellowship. So you come to know him. You come to be one with him. You come to know what he likes, what he values. You come, and that's what we've been learning. You know, the last Sunday we we're learning, how do I know he loves me? How do I read his love language? How do I know when God is wooing me? How do I know when God is not happy with me? As you learn all of that, it's very important. But that's not where the journey stops. Because what has happened, unfortunately, to a lot of us believers, is that we have gotten to that point and we began to settle and to stop. But Jesus made a statement here. He says that they might be with him, that he might do what? Send them out. If you have raised children here, many of us may not be at that age, but if you have raised children, there is an age your children get to, and you want to drive them out. 
initially you wanted them to stay, stay, stay. But they get to an age and you want to push them out. Why? Because now you think that they've come to maturity. Praise the Lord. They've come to know what the house is. And if they went out of the house, they will not be far from the house. Rather, they'll replicate the house everywhere they go. Is someone getting me? So Jesus says that I might send them out to preach. What is the preaching there? It says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? To bring glad tidings to the poor. To make the gospel known. This same thing that I know. To make it known. Now as I was preparing this, I was told to tell us that many of us are having a dieting problem. Anybody here doing any form of diet here? Anybody? On any form of diet? Keto? Whatever, you know, any diet. Why do people do diet? Why do people go on diet? Well, I checked the dictionary and I didn't see a diet to add weight. Praise the Lord. No, I didn't see a diet to add weight. No, I mean, so I'm free when I refer to diet to imply what you're already thinking, isn't it? Okay. So why do people go on diets? This is what I was told it is. It says it's a remedial procedure. What did I say? Remedial procedure. What is remedial? Re trying to remedy something. Thank you. It says for those who are not living, acting, doing, moving, etc. As much as they are eating, drinking. Have you ever seen a poor man on diet? Many of us, if you take coke, you know, three times a week, you blow up, isn't it? The laborers, their diet is bread and coke. 365 days of the year and they are not fat so your problem is not coke neither is it bread is that your activity does not match your intake of coke you're taking too much coke you're taking too much coke for what you're doing that's why you need to go on diet and it is the same spiritually a lot of us are sensing frustrations discontent in our spiritual lives why because what we are receiving is too much and we're not giving out and the intention was not anybody that is taking more than he's giving you will begin to see it and it doesn't come out in nice places are you with me the same way the believer no matter how much you know if you're not giving out it will not come out nicely it will become knowledge but it won't be knowledge that brings life it will be knowledge that puffs up when you hear the truth, instead of you, the Bible says, receiving the engrafted word with meekness, you receive it with pride. And instead, what you do, you become an analyzer. You know the way the people in the news sit down and analyze the president's speech? And analyze it from beginning. If you've watched CNN lately, anytime Trump is speaking, they are busy waiting to analyze. That's where many Christians are. And that's why for me, I've told you here, I don't listen to a lot of preachers because if I'm not listening to a preacher who is saying something that will make me change, I don't waste my time because what happens automatically is this. If what I'm hearing is not being processed for my transformation, it will be used for my analysis and it doesn't help me. I don't have time to say, well, this thing you're saying, you miss point B. No, I need a point B that will help me get better. Because I have not arrived. Praise the name of the Lord. So now many of us as believers, we have problems. Because we have come to a place where we are not taking the other side of the package. Which says you should be with me. You should know me. You should understand this thing. You should know the power that is in the name of Jesus. You should know what happened at the cross. You should be acquainted, you know, with all the eschatology and all of that. But that is not to now finish and sit down. Because once you sit down with it, you start growing fat spiritually. And that fat brings heart disease. It brings high blood pressure. It brings... Um, the only thing it helps you with is to keep warm. It has no other benefit. Praise the Lord. And the Bible begins to tell us, you see, everywhere food is given in the Bible, there are two instances. There is one that the Bible tells us the children of Israel, they sat down to eat and they rose up to do what? You know what followed next? Idol worship. Once you eat just for the sake of eating, what will happen is what? Idol worship. They sat down to eat and they rose up to play. 
And the next thing they say to Aaron, Aaron, please, please, we don't know what has happened to this Moses. Make us a God, let us worship. You know, he's burning in us to worship something. And that's how they made a calf, a golden calf, and began to say, this is the God that brought them out of Egypt. They knew it wasn't, but they had food in their stomach they were not using. Listen to me. This is 11 months. You've gone to church for 10 months of this year. If you have not won up to 10 souls, you are having this problem I'm talking about. Okay, let's not even say if you've not won up to 10 souls. If you have not preached 10 times to different people, can I tell you something? Do you know that your coming to church is not a good work? Praise God. No, your coming to church is not a good work. Me coming is a good work. It's my work. Do you understand? You coming to church is to equip you to do good work. You have come now. It's for equipment. In fact, the reason you should come to church this Sunday is because you need direction. You need strength. You need help for what you're going to see from Monday to Saturday. But unfortunately, we come and when we come and we finish, we take our spiritual life and say on point. And then Monday we start our normal lives. That's not the way it was designed. Titus 2. Titus chapter 2 from um, verse 11. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live what soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Now look at 14 now. He said, who gave himself for us? That what will happen? That he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. This is the last point where we were. Where you and I are one with him. We're in his presence. Praise the Lord. We're enjoying him and his word. Enjoying us. But notice he didn't stop there. His own special people, what should describe them? These people should be what? Zealous for good works. And where that is lacking, every other thing will begin to be affected. Zealous for good works. His own special people. Distinguished by good works. The people in your office should know. The people in your neighborhood should know. The people in your house should know that this one is God's special person. Not because he has a poster or a calendar or a stick on his car, but because of the works, James says, show me your faith, and I will show you my what? He said, I'll show you my faith by my works. Praise the Lord. I am a member of this church does not mean anything to the people outside. It might mean to the ushers, it might mean to the pastor, it might mean to those of us here, but the truth is this, what the Bible said is this, that you are not just to sing his praises, but you're to show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are to do what? Show it, not sing it only. So when we come here, when we sing it here, it is powerful because it is expected that when we gather as a congregation, we sing. But imagine, my office will not. I work in a hospital, I work in a bank, I work as a carpenter, I work um, as a mechanic. My clients will not be happy if I sing like Mommy Chi. It won't bless them in that sense. What will bless them is that in my mechanicing, I respond and I fix their cars in a way that what? No other mechanic will fix. When they drive out, they themselves will be saying, thank you, Lord. Are you with me? That is what we are to do, to show forth the praises. One of the things that I always wonder, and I said I'll ask us this morning, and maybe I've asked that before. I said many of us that do business, do business with uh, parastatals, do business with government, do business with banks and all of them. How many of us have had encounters with people in the course of work and you were glad that God had somebody there? That person has shown himself a person who is intimate with God. But you will find out from experience that what you see are people who say they are Christians who claim that many things, even pastors, deacons, all kinds of things. But in your dealings with them, they don't show anything. And if you took them on an argument, they will give you the scriptures from beginning to the end. But unfortunately, they forget that the purpose of the scripture is faith from what? A good conscience, love from a pure heart. 
That's what it's for. It's not for you to stay here. No, the student that is studying, the student that is attending classes, yes, these days they make attendance as part of the points. When we went to school, attendance was not part of it. If you like, come. If you don't like, don't come. But when it gets to the exam hall, praise the Lord, you will hear something. So here they've made it easier for them. You know, <laughs> they say now for attending, you get points. But it's not like that in church. For attending church, you don't get points. Because what you come here to get is to be equipped. So the Bible says the gifts in the house are for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So all that we do here is to equip you. In fact, you're the one on trial here, not the pastor. I have my own test, though. Don't imagine. Don't envy me. Because my own is actually more serious. You know why my own is more serious? Number one is that because I'm the one who is bringing the word, first of all, I'm influenced from the weak. So I can come here every Sunday and preach to you what is suitable and convenient coming and living in Nigeria. And let me tell you something. Don't imagine that this pastor doesn't need money. I need a lot. In fact, if somebody were to just receive faith now and begin to sow all kinds of seed, I would be shouting hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you understand? If people started slapping me with dollars now, I'll be very happy. But you see, I should not preach from where I'm coming from because things are tight in Nigeria. Do you understand? Things are tight. You know, everybody around you needs help. People are just calling this money, money, money. So, but the preacher must take his life, leave it in the environment where he is, but bring the word from above. That's why many people preach what they preach. You really don't blame them. It's because they have not been intimate. Because when you're intimate, they say, hey, what they call, is it dichotomy? Thank you, dichotomy. They, they, they say dichotomy, disconnect between where, you know, what is happening in his presence and where you're living. And that's why some people can say, you know, that guy full and he has men, or kill all my enemies. Enemies are mean, they're wicked, they're there, praise the Lord. But when you go into his presence, he will say to you, love your enemies. So it depends on where the person that is preaching to you is hearing from. The truth is, they may call it reality, and yes it is. Oh, do I apply for visa? Do I need breakthrough? All of that is there. But that's not what the owner of the world said you should preach. So I have that challenge to live in a normal world, but to preach the gospel of Christ. Are you with me? I have challenges and I have all of and I have to stand before you and tell you, well, in spite of all these things, you know, we are more than conquerors. We begin to declare all of that. Why? Because it is truth. We know that the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. So you preach the eternal word of God and in time, my temporal situation will catch up with the eternal. So that's my challenge. But your own is that when you now come and hear this, you now go in the week. So I finish on Sunday, you start on Sunday. And then the other part of my assignment is this now. When I'm done preaching now, don't imagine that any preacher is rewarded for a good sermon. No. No, no, no. No preacher is blessed for a good sermon. The preacher is blessed to the extent that he leaves what he preaches. That's why I don't preach some of some things to you here. Because if, 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 it's, if, if I know and I, I'm, I'm looking at it, and you know, some people can just tell you some stories, then you're, you're looking at them, you're wondering, ah, but I know this person now. Do you understand? So the preacher, after he preaches, now has to go back and live the life of faith that he has preached. Are you with me? That's his work. But the good news is that he's not alone. His grace is what? Sufficient for him. As well as for you also. So you come to church, you are coming to be equipped. Never allow the enemy tell you that you are coming today or coming any Sunday is finished. No. That's why if you bear witness, most Sundays, when it's as though you were really blessed and you received the word, that week they will test you. Because they've sent signal to the heavens. This person has graduated from first Sunday of November in the Father's church. And the devil knows what was preached. So he'll bring his examinations. Now, if you go and fail that exam and you're busy in your uh, sermon note, you have all the things that you wrote. And then on Wednesday, you come and say this. You know, it doesn't account to anything. The devil is not bothered. You know why? Because that you might preach. Preaching is not only with microphone. In fact, preaching is least with microphone. 
The Bible speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ says, all that our Lord Jesus began what? Both to do and to teach. So every one of us, once you're called into this relationship, you must begin to know how it is played. A lot of people are looking for when they can quote scripture. It's good to quote scripture. But more than quoting scripture, the Lord said to, 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 um, to Joshua, he said, observe it, study it, meditate on it, that you what? You might do. It is to observe it so that you can impress. People want to know scripture to impress someone. Interesting. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You meditate on it day and night. That you might do what? Impress somebody. No, that you might observe to do. So don't, don't fight. Don't, 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 don't train for a race that has no reward. You see, I'm, I'm not making an excuse for my dullness. So you know I'm very dull. Listen to me. If you ask me my phone number, I have to calm down first to remember it. So my account number, he asked me for my account number. Momchi can remember a lot of numbers. I don't take chances because if you wire the money to another account, no refund of payment, after payment. Even the scripture that I use as text, if I don't look here now, I might not remember. And I remember many years ago as a young preacher, I would be scramming the scripture, cramming it, cramming it, cramming it. And then, you know, it was working. You know, it was working. I remember it. I, I listened to some old messages and I saw the way I was calling out, you know, Matthew 5 days. And after a time, we told the effort I was putting, the Spirit of the Lord said, are you, who are you impressing? Who are you impressing? All those numbers that you're calling, who are you impressing? He said, preach the word. We, how many scriptures did Jesus reference? According to Isaiah chapter this, verse this. You know, and the way they were brought up, if you miss the verse, the devil will not shake. That sword won't work. If, I, if, 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 if King James says shall and you put will, the power of that scripture has been lost. You see how we can just, you know, it, it, it's, it's like the, the, I, I, did, I did computer in the university, you know, I, I accounting, we did computer. I know how we did computer. We sat in class and the lecturer told us about computer. So I, I got, <laughs> praise God. I mean, I, I, I got a computer uh, um, is it course. I passed a computer course without ever seeing a computer. And that's how many of us live our lives. We just, ah, Matthew 5, five this. You say, say, Psalms, this, this, this. That's not it now. That's not it. The Bible speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ says, and the word became flesh. The purpose of the word is that it becomes what? Flesh. It becomes your experience. The apostle writing says, the things which our eyes have seen, which our ears have heard, which what? Our hands have what? Handled. When you come to church and hear, when you come and see, the next level should be, let me handle it. That's what it's for. Praise the Lord. Okay, um, our, our time is going. Let, let, let me give you some references. And, you know, First Kings 17, the first verse. It's a passage that many of us know very well. The Bible says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I do what? I stand. Before whom I stand. There shall be no rain, no dew, nor rain, except at my word. What is the critical thing there? It says, I stand before God. And that is the question I ask myself. In this nation, Nigeria, how many people stand before God? Because it's not showing in our polity. It's not showing in the business environment. Many years ago, when we were trying to get land for this church here, I went to FCDA several. We met with people who, I mean, from the gate, they say, okay, are you looking for Pastor So? Are you looking for Dickinson? And, and I tell you, none of them behaved like they stood in the presence of God. None of them. And today I want to beg you, if you have been in church on Sunday, when you go to your office on Monday, let there be a manifestation that you stood in the presence of God. You discuss with people affairs of the day 
And they answer you like, how, how can you say that? They say, you know, I was speaking with some people, and they said, ah, if, um, let, let, let me call names, because if the VP resigns, they can kill him. I said, let them kill him now. And they were looking at me as if I was wicked. Didn't the Bible say, he that tries to save his life will lose it? He that loses his life for my sake. I said, ah, they were surprised. Ah, what, a Christian, anybody who is born again, who is afraid of being killed here? No, no, they kill you. He said, do not be afraid of the one who can only kill the body, isn't it? He said, there's one that after he kills the body, he will catch the soul. That's the way. He'll kill the body and catch the soul. And then that's where the real wahala begins. You, you read the Bible. When you go out here, just take it like this is what the Bible says. That's the way it's meant to be lived. So Elijah went to Ahab. Ahab, you're making all this noise and people are afraid of you. Let me tell you, I stand in the presence of God. And because of that, there shall not be rain. That's the way you should talk in your office. Is someone hearing me? Oh yes, that's the way you should talk in your office. Because you're proceeding. Listen, when, when people drive cars and, 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 they, and, and they drive in a particular way, police stops them and they assume or they, they suspect that they're driving under influence, isn't it? Am I right? So they chide them. In Nigeria, there's no offense like dr dr driving uh, drunk. You know that. It's until there is a crash. Even when there is a crash, there is no, it's not an offense. <laughs> Praise God. But, but in, in, in the developed world, you know, there's a way you drive. Police will just pull you down. Because the way you're behaving, they'll know that, uh, you know, you're seeing other things. Maybe you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're in uh, Manhattan and, you know, you're, you're floating in Chicago. So when they pull you down, you know what they check? They check and they check the influence. What influence are you under? So they call it you are driving under influence. Christians are Christians living under influence. If you're a believer, everywhere you are, you should be living under influence. You're coming from the presence of God. Your conversation, your response to every situation should be as one word who is under influence. The influence of the Holy Spirit. Didn't the Bible say, do not be drunk with wine? That's where we have problems because, you see, we, we have stopped halfway and the enemy is taking advantage of it. We tell people, don't drink. Beautiful. Don't commit fornication. Beautiful. Don't steal. Beautiful. Now, the Bible, when the Bible says don't steal, you know what the Bible says? It says you should walk with your hands so you can give. So it's not enough that you're not stealing. Because the man who stops stealing and is rejoicing that he's not stealing will steal tomorrow. But when he stops stealing and immediately is thrown to him, that now you're no longer stealing. You have to work to get and something to give someone who doesn't have. How about his life before was taken from someone who had. And now under the influence of the spirit, he's transformed to someone who is not just not taking, but he has a responsibility to give to someone who doesn't. That's what transforms people. You see, this victim mentality is not helping us. So you say, don't, do not be drunk with wine. What does the Bible say? Do not be drunk with wine, but rather... Be so people are stopping to drink, you know, um, Okonkwo bitters. And then they, they, they don't have the Holy Ghost. That's why they'll keep going back to wine. Because the truth is that if you shut back in the Holy Ghost, where is the Dr. Ikenna? I mean, you, you just... You, you, the drink won't have it. Do, do you... Take a man who is drinking rum and offer him a, 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 a premier lager. He's taking seven, 70% alcohol on a bottle of rum. And then you want to tempt him with premier lager, one point something percent. You'll be wasting. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so these are the areas we're missing. He said, do not be drunk with wine, but rather what? You can use the same word, drunk with the Holy Ghost. If we understand the transition, it makes it easy because, listen to me, nothing helps you like that side. When you have to God, this that Jesus said, that you might be with him, that he might send you out to preach. Listen to me. Some of us here, you're seated here and you're feeling sleepy. The sermon is boring to you. I understand. If we told you you take ordinary announcements after this service, this is how you've been talking. You see, because there is something for you to do. Already everything in your body is awake. You're sensitive. You're even seeing angels. 
But the reason you come to church and nothing is happening is because you're, you're overfed. You're fat. You're spiritually fat. Everything is just going in and you have no need. Even your wife, you don't cancel. Even your driver, you don't cancel. You don't cancel anybody. Anybody that comes around you with a problem, you immediately say, ah, you need this. Ah, Panadol, you need this, this. You're no, no, no spiritual sensitivity. But you come from the presence of God. And the Bible says, you will lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Recover. Simple. You're coming from the presence. Then somebody comes to you with a problem. Lay hands on the person now. Somebody says, ah, do you know that this thing? He said, for with God, nothing shall be what? You're coming from his presence. Do you know what? As you engage in that, what happens is that the flow. Have you tried to pass water through a blocked pipe? You know what will happen? What will be coming out is small. And if you didn't know the source, you would think that the source were small also. But when you release the mouth of that pipe and more goes out, what will begin to happen? you find out that the source has much more. Today, the Lord is saying to you, there is so much more that can come through you. But you are living in a place of, I don't know whether to call it safety or, or, or it's not even safety. It's not safety. You, you, you come, you, 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 just, you just look at this Christian work and say, oh, if I can just get there, you know, and, and listen to Pastor Kenna, I pray he doesn't provoke me today, you know, and then after Sunday, I just get a quiet rest. No, this morning I've come to tell you, this is just the beginning. You have come to the presence of the Lord. Your announcement should be heard everywhere. As the Lord God lives, before, I, I, as the Lord God lives, to whose church I worshipped, this will not continue in my office. Praise the Lord. You will not lie in front of me. Eh? You will not, do you understand what I'm saying? This is what it is. This is what it is. And why are we looking at this? Very important. Because I don't know about you, but anyone who makes an investment, anyone who spends resources, wants to get value for his resources. Nobody likes his resources being wasted. And that's part of what the problem we have as a nation. In Nigeria, Nigeria has this thing too, and every other person has it. When you hear government property, it's like this thing, nobody owns it. Government property means free to destroy, free to abuse. And that's why we give no attention to maintenance, to anything. You know, it doesn't, I mean, I, I, no, it's government, don't worry. The car is making noise. say, no, it's government's car. Because if it breaks down, they'll bring another one. It's even better it breaks down. But when it's your own resource, you don't want to waste it. Our daughter was telling us that we have about four four toothpaste tubes in, in our bathroom. And she bought another one. She was in effect telling us, throw them away. But when I looked at them this morning, I wanted to throw them away. I said, I can't waste this thing. How many are like that? You want to press it. Why will you waste toothpaste that you bought with your money, not government money? I press it. If I use it to exercise my thumb, I press and then when it stops coming, I put the toothbrush inside. Uh -uh. Why should I waste it? Uh -uh. People say that they don't use, um, what, how did they say? They don't use make and throw away to become a rich man. Abba, you don't want to waste it. The same way Jesus doesn't want to waste you. First Peter 2 9 says, But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Let, let's have it on the screen. His own special people, that you may do what? proclaim the praises that's why you're still alive jesus has gone to heaven he has gone to prepare a mansion for you but you know why you're still here you're not here to look for a mansion you're here to proclaim his praises in the course of proclaiming his praises you might need a mansion to do it here but where you are sure the mansion is in heaven he said this is why you're here to show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness. Are you declaring everywhere you are? I'm trying to tell you what I may call the shortcut to joy. 
the shortcut to prosperity, the shortcut to everything that you're looking for. If you have achieved the other side, a place of relationship, a place of intimacy, then ask yourself, this is the beginning of November, January, February, March, April. Assuming this whole year was declared that everything you did this year was either sowing or reaping, what will you be expecting now? As you mean this year, everything, every word you said, everything was categorized as sowing or reaping, either deposit or withdrawal. What will be in your account today? What will be in your account? People of God, this is the scripture. This is what the Lord is saying to us today. You stand before me, beautiful. You have my name. We sang the song so powerful. Jesus, you know, Demons tremble when I call your name. All of that. But why do you call that name where there are not demons? There are no demons here now. Praise God. When you now get to your office on the road or somewhere, you see someone manifesting. Ah, I wish, I wish my HOD were here. <laughs> I wish somebody were here. But you are somebody. Praise the Lord. You are somebody. Praise the Lord. You have the voice of the Spirit. You can declare and God will answer. He said, I'm sending you out to proclaim, to make known. This morning I'm encouraging us. Jesus has invested in you and I. And not a mean investment, a generous investment. He said, as the Father has sent me. Can you imagine that? How did the Father send him? Don't worry. You know, you know we, we read the story of Jesus and, and very soon we're going to be celebrating Christmas and such a beautiful you know, um, 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 uh, season and all of that. But do you know that the day of your salvation was a Christmas? Do you know that angels rejoiced when you got born again? Do you know that it was a wonder? Do you know all of that? And heaven is now saying, I expect you to proclaim, to show forth my praises. I expect you to be zealous for good works. You see, a lot of the time that we believers spend, you know, asking so many questions that, you know, have nothing to help. People ask us all kinds of questions of pastors. You know, some people have asked, um, uh, who did, who did um, Cain marry? Who did? Oh, oh, you know, they ask all kinds of questions. I don't think anybody that is in a situation where he's ministering to a sick person, a dying person, or, you know, where someone is manifesting, you know, some demonic this thing. I don't think you have time for such questions now. What you have time for is what? Jesus, answer me now, now. People of God is a brief word I brought to us. He wants to purify for himself a special people zealous for good works. Let's bow our heads and pray. And I, I want you to start by looking back. And you qualify to look back if you didn't get born again this year. If you got born again 2017, then you should please take this journey with me. And ask yourself, Apart from my entering church building, apart from the CDs I play in my car, apart from the sticker and the um, calendar, whatever it is that I have displayed, how will someone have known that I'm a believer? Start from there. In my heavenly account, what will be seen? Or better still, all the things I've been learning, all the scriptures, all the revelation, all the insight that I've gotten over the years, over the, in this year alone, the knowledge of God that I've come in contact with, what has changed in my world because of it? I want you to check. Because this morning we're going for a renewal. So that if you look at it and it doesn't look like what it should be, then you can make the last two months of this year a time of recover, a time of pursuing, a time of overtaking, a time of getting it all. Ask yourself, 
You've flown in the plane. You've sat with people. You've in discussed with people that lamented the state of the nation. People have talked about how terrible men are, how terrible women are, how terrible life is, how all kinds of things. How we should, you know, kill all the Fulaniers, all manner of things. Ask yourself, was my response worthy of someone who dwells in the secret place of the Most High? Has peace proceeded from my mouth? Has righteousness come forth from my lips? In my office, have I been a light in that environment? Have my voice calmed the weary soul? Has the one who was mourning found joy because of the words I spoke to him or her? Has the weak been strengthened? Job was a man who said, it, go and ask, as long as I was there. He said, nobody came into the city and slept on the street. The fatherless was not abandoned. That's why God boasted about him. I pray that God, heaven, will find men he can boast about. I pray that you'll be that woman that the Spirit of the Lord will say, yes, anywhere I send, my daughter comes, my kingdom comes. The Bible says this is the desire of God, that through us he will diffuse the fragrance of Christ in every place. So the church is not in Jahi. No, the church is with you everywhere you go. And Jesus is saying, this day, he says, come, eat of my body broken for you. Drink of my blood shed for you. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. Why did he do that? He did that so that the world, the whole world, which the Bible says lies under the slave of the wicked one, will turn to him. Lord, help me. Help me. If you've done well, then come for renewal. If you've not done well at all, then ask him. I need to be zealous. The Bible says, redeeming the time. I want you to have a mind of redemption. You know, there are some things, you know, that may be not very lawful to say. But, but I mean, just think about your life. Men like Paul, I thank God for them. Because they were able to cancel out the negative things they did as unbelievers. I don't know about you, but I know it always pricks my heart how I lived as an unbeliever. And I determined by the grace of God that everyone I can have a conversation with, if I have enough time, up to a minute or two, I will not fail because then I would have told them about my goodness. I would have tried to toast the person or impress the person. But now because Jesus is the one who lives in me, I miss no opportunity. And I make sure that they hear the gospel of Jesus. They hear the goodness of Jesus. And whatever the situation, I boast in him. I tell them God will do it. I tell them God can do it. I tell them it's not difficult. I say of his, I, I, I tell of his faithfulness. To, today, I, I want you to come be hungry for that strength. He said he wants to purify you. He wants to redeem you from lawless days. He wants to bring you out of unproductive activities and keep you on a path where you're productive, where you're doing things, where you're not now boasting in things that don't make sense. He wants you to tell of his faithfulness. The psalmist said, I will make your boast. I'll proclaim your praises in the great congregation. Let everyone from today determine that everywhere you pass, ah, Jesus must be honored. Jesus must be celebrated. I want you to develop an appetite. You will not need to fast out this food. You will not need to diet out this food. You will live it. The word of God that is in you, you will live it. Everywhere you are. Whether it's a traffic situation, you speak to them. Whether it's things inanimate, you declare. You look at a situation. Let me share a testimony with you. As we are praying. Uh, we're in the US when the, 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 the news came that some fighter jets were rehearsing over, over Abuja, you know, and that the, 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 the population were a bit worried and all of that. And I, as I heard it, do you know what I immediately said? I said, let these things not crash on someone's house. My wife is a witness. I said, let these things not go and crash on someone's house. Coming back, I was told that they were this close to my estate. Who knows? Who knows? The word of God is in your mouth. 
They say uh, they, they, these people are planning to reach. You say, God forbid, they will not succeed in the name of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like now, I, I heard recently that um, that my that man I told you people about many years ago is a very wicked man, El Rufai, that he has picked a, a deputy, a Muslim deputy. It's an affront on the Christians in, in, in Kaduna, and he will not succeed. My desire is that he will not succeed. My prayer is that he will not succeed. And I'm praying that he will be taught a lesson in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm not afraid. Somebody might say whether it will come to pass. I'm not here. I'm not trying to look for support. I'm saying what I stand. I'm standing and I'm coming as someone who loves the Lord and loves his people. He should not succeed in the name of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? God has you. I want you to get ready to leave church today and let heaven say, I have a man in Nigeria. I have a woman in Nigeria. I have a man in that office. I have a man in the military. I have a man in the civil service. I have a man in the hospital. The other day we went to the hospital and there were patients lying down. No doctors. And it was said that many of these doctors, they have their private clinics. They attend to the ones in the private clinic and then they abandon the ones in the government hospital. Are you telling me that there are no born again doctors? Are you telling me can God find a doctor that will be different? Can God find you sister? Can God find you brother? Can you stand and say well I'm different because I stand like Elijah said in the presence of the Lord. And the Bible says that the living may know that the most high rules in the affairs of men. Jesus must be honored, must be honored, must be honored. Jesus must be honored in my life every day. Let that be your prayer. Jesus Let's get ready as we come to the table of communion. Jesus must be honored. Jesus must be honored. Jesus must be honored. In my family, he must be honored. In my conversation, he must be honored. Jesus must be honored. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.